WBNE. Hello, and welcome to episode 47, all about the Ride of the Rohirrim, chapter 5, book 5 of The Return of the King, being the 47th part of That's What I'm Talking About. Holy cow, we're almost at episode 50. What? My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined once again by Ryan of the Sword of Star Wars podcast. Welcome back, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me on again. I always yeah. love coming on. So. Back for <clears throat> Return of the King. Yes. Yes. It always gives me a good excuse to get back into the books. Mm-hmm. So m- mostly I'm a movie guy, but the Lord of the Rings books are so good. So any excuse to read it again is a good excuse. So Yeah. And especially right now. It's really good. Well, yes. maybe, maybe, maybe you have different feelings. Maybe not this exact <laughs> chapter. <laughs> I think you called it uh, blessedly short. Yeah, which, uh, yeah. <laughs> because so I yeah. like for whatever reason I was exhausted yesterday. I was so tired, mm. and then I was like, "Crap! I haven't read. I haven't read the chapter." And we're recording tomorrow morning, and the previous <laughs> chapter is over twenty pages. And I was like, "Oh no! Oh wow! This isn't going to be good." And then I opened this up, and it's like seven pages. Yes, yes, it's perfect. As I as I write rightly predicted in the previous episode which has yet to come out at the time that we're recording this but um i was like oh, okay so there's this huge battle where at the end of it the rohirrim shows up and then this chapter is called the ride of the rohirrim so i'm assuming this is just going to be the chapter where we see rohan getting from point a to point b and that's exactly what happens here so but the previous chapter and the next chapter i think are going to be really good <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did like how in this chapter, uh, I didn't read all the last chapter. Um, I did the spark notes and then read some of it for like reference. Um, But this one, I like how it ends the same point that the last chapter ends. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool how they like lined it up so you can see like, oh, this was happening while that's happening. And they even like reference stuff from the previous chapter, even though it's two different locations. So that's yeah. always pretty cool to see the same thing from a different perspective. But. Yeah, it's nice because throughout this chapter, there are reference. Yeah, there are references to like what's happening. Right. Since we've already had the perspective of what's going on in Gondor, we can see when they're like, oh, off in the distance, they heard this sound and like, right, it's right. like, oh, that must have been the battering ram or whatever hitting right. down all the gates. And they heard, you know, this and that must have been this spring wraith or, or whatever. So yeah. it's cool to see what was going on with this crew uh, at the time that all of that was happening. Right. And we also get some further context of like, oh, that's why Gondor was freaking out is because the messenger got <laughs> right. killed. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but before we get there, we'll start off uh, at the start of this chapter. Yeah, this is chapter five. Ryan messaged me last night and was like, uh, I know you said we're doing Right of the Rokirum, <laughs> but you also said that was chapter six. And I was like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's chapter five. That's that's my beat. <laughs> last night, you mean like a week ago? Yeah, a week, a week ago, ago when I was supposed to read it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You yeah were, I read it you, way. You were way like, long ago. you were like, I promise, I'm gonna read it tonight. And I was like, <laughs> I do not care. Like, you could have hopped on the call and been like, Hang on, I'm finishing the last page, and I would have been fine with that. So, like, okay. I was like, I literally just finished it. It's no worries. <laughs> I am a professional procrastinator. That is for sure. Oh, um, 
you're going to hear hear more about my professionalism when we get to the end of the episode with um, the discussion question, a.k.a. <laughs> I haven't we're the other thing is that we are recording this episode um now actually because the episode that comes this is so confusing the (laughs) so to begin with we are already recording this like a week maybe a couple days before when i would normally record it but i like recording early because it gives me a nice peace of mind um Mm -hmm. but i decided to split the episode on chapter four into two parts so now this is going to be coming out like oh my god oh my brain two (laughs) weeks from now i don't know wait okay so it's not coming out this week not next week yeah like two and a half weeks from now so anyway so i was like i haven't yet asked the discussion question in real life right now in order for me so the this is very confusing to explain (laughs) I the discussion question that would have been asked in the chapter three episode, I have not yet posted about it on social media for people to give their responses to. So I have nothing to I'm going to have to do like a and future Mary Clay is going to jump in and tell you some mm, things right now. Yes. So I am professionalism at its finest. <laughs> I also thought about <sighs> just like referencing a bunch of random like pop culture things so that you have like tons of like sound bites to yes, throw in please just, i should just keep up with like a list of like random song lyrics or go for it catchphrases of songs go, <laughs> or go, TV for, shows. go for it so this chapter starts off with mary all swaddled up in a blanket which i, I don't think is the first time that it's opened with like a <laughs> hobbit laid swaddled up in a blanket yep. um actually i think that's how this book started is it was pippin like swaddled in Gandalf's cloak and Gandalf, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, That's just where they belong. If you if you were small enough that somebody could like swaddle you and you could just like nap there, I mean that'd be like perfect. Yeah, yeah, you're set for life. Um, <laughs> and he had he and Durnhelm, quote unquote, mm. have <laughs> caught up to the rest of the Rohirrim. And four days have passed. It's been four days. What a time jump for Tolkien. Never in his <laughs> life has he been like, and four, it was a, what was this? Oh, he he had ridden now for four days on end and the ever deepening gloom had slowly weighed down his heart. Yeah, Tolkien's just like, you know what? We're all anxious to get to this big battle. Let's just, let's, let's just, just fast rush forward. fast forward, which uh, I'm thrilled to have you on and to be talking to you ryan but i also feel like this chapter is not necessary and yeah he could have, he could have just not included this chapter like there was yeah, not a sure. single part of me that was wondering like hmm but how exactly did rohan get to gondor you <laughs> which know? road did they take who did exactly. they meet yeah yeah there's there's not a part but, of me that was like I need to know these answers. I wonder when he was writing the book if he like didn't write this chapter initially or other chapters that are like this and then got through it he's like man people are going to wonder how the riders of Rohan got to Gondor. I know people are going to wonder that. So Oh, that's he just exactly threw the chapter what he back did. in. <laughs> that's exactly what he did. He was like people are going to have questions. <laughs> And I have to provide these answers. They're going to wonder. He gave wonder. it to C.S. Lewis and he's like, wait a minute. How did the riders get to Gondor? I need to know. Yeah. The big uh-huh. questions. So um, Mary is asleep and 
I like this because throughout the chapter, there are a couple points where Mary's thoughts are kind of paralleling a lot of Pippin's thoughts. Mm-hmm. And he ha- yeah. he is lying there and he says, he began to wonder why he had been so eager to come when he had been given every excuse, even his Lord's <laughs> command to stay behind. And this mm. happens similarly with Pippin uh, at the start of the previous chapter where Pippin's like, why am I here? How did I get here? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I have those same exact thoughts many times whenever we decide to try and do something, quote, fun with the kids. Take them to like a carnival. And then like halfway through, I'm like, oh, why did we come here? I had every excuse not to come here. <laughs> that happened a couple summers ago. with blah, blah, blah. My dad works in tourism in one of the counties nearby us, and he got these like free passes for King's Dominion, which is an amusement park Mm -hmm. that's like 45 minutes away from where I live. And we grew up going there all the time. And so my dad had these free passes and it was the end of the summer. My dad was like, hey, these are just going to expire. So my sister, cousin and I were like, "Okay, we're going to go. And so we go and it had been a while since any of us had been there and also king's dominion is like the forgotten middle child because (laughs) we also have bush gardens which is an hour away and so king's dominion is like it's like the trailer park equivalent for (laughs) for amusement parks in virginia and so it was like it wasn't crowded at all Even for, like, the really popular rides that supposedly, like, I remember having to, like, stand in line for hours at some of these things. And we Mm -hmm. were just, like, going through the barriers. (laughs) Like, no problem. Is that good or bad? It's like, wait, this is awesome, but why is no one here? Yeah, yeah. What's what's happening here? Yeah. And we, it was, like, halfway through the day. And we, like, had just finished one of the better roller coasters. And we were, like, sl- it was, it had ended and it was bringing us back into the into the thing so we could get off. And we all kind of looked at each other and we we're, like, I don't think this is as much fun as we remember it being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, that which I guess. happens when you, when you grow up. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. that for sure. We were, like, we're not kids anymore. It's not nearly as fun. It just feels kind of yeah. depressing now that we're here as adults. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's what Mary's yeah. feeling and Pippin is they're like, why are we yeah. here? We regret this decision. We could be eating and sleeping somewhere comfortable right now. Exactly. And then. So uh, Mary notes that Durnhelm had been kind of keeping to himself. Hmm. Himself. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. What did you, I don't know if you talked about this already, but what arose your suspicions about this character? Like you're talking about him, like you know his secret already. It was the fact that (laughs) Tolkien made, it was like, Two paragraphs, not even. And in those two paragraphs, Tolkien made several mentions of the fact that, like, this soldier was a lot lighter and smaller oh, and slimmer right. yeah. than a lot of other right. soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like that thing where it's like, I'm not saying that this person is Batman. I'm not saying my dad is Batman, but I've never seen them both in the same room. You know, exactly. I mean, that type of situation. I know. It's exactly that. <laughs> it's exactly that of, yeah, haven't seen Eowyn in a while. 
I wonder what right, she's right. Wonder, what, wonder what she's up to. <laughs> but Mary has no suspicions at all. He's like, oh, Dermot is a pretty cool guy. That's just <laughs> I what just makes ride on the back laugh. of his horse for four days. <laughs> so much is that Mary freaking talked to Eowyn, had conversations face to face, looked each other in the eyes, and then when. I mean, I could be very wrong, but when Eowyn disguises herself as Dernhelm or whatever his name is, yeah, they make a note that like Pippin, no, Mary and Dernhelm make eye contact a lot, and right. it makes a special note that he has like these gray eyes with a look of determination in them, and I'm like, Mary, how have you not? Like, made this connection. I don't know. Maybe Dernhelm is wearing a helmet that only shows his eyes. Who who right. knows? I don't know. You're going to be so surprised when Dernhelm pulls his helmet off and Amanda Bynes is underneath. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> I know. Um, I have to give a shout out to... I need to pull it up. Um, it was my absolute favorite reply um, a shout out to Meredith Miller because for two, I don't know, three, epi- who knows how many episodes ago at this point? I don't know. Um, she replied with, she said, Eowyn psyching herself up before walking into camp and it's a gif of Amanda Bynes and she's the man and it says, I can do this. I am a dude. I am a hunky dude. I'm a badass hunky dude. <laughs> And I I just laughed a lot because (laughs) I don't understand how, like, I didn't make a a She's the Man reference because I literally talked about She's the Man in that episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember you guys were talking about that. (laughs) But we didn't make, like, neither of us made the connection that, like, oh, she's basically Amanda Bynes at this point. Yes, Um, yes. The other thing that's, like, that has kind of tipped me off is that when I, like, was first starting this thing... I sent Tyler and Ethan a gif, the gif of a woman going, I am no man. Yes. And Tyler yeah. Tyler was like, Oh, that's really ironic. And I was like, What? Why? <laughs> I was like, What? Is that from is that from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> and he was like You didn't even know. No comment. And I was like, Okay, so it's from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. If you're not seeing spoilers yet, you're doing pretty good. I mean, there's it must. I mean, it'd be hard to avoid spoilers I at mean, this point. I've. I'm pretty. I'm pretty certain about what happens here, because <laughs> also in the previous chapter, there's the line, "Not by the hand of man shall he fall." Oh hmm. yeah. Yep. Interesting that you note <laughs> that a man is not going to kill them, and then there is also a very famous line, "I am no man." Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like I just I knew I saw through it immediately, and it makes me laugh a little bit because Tolkien to me is like, oh, I'm gonna get him. This is gonna be a huge surprise, and I'm like, I he, I know immediately what you're doing. He could have he could have made it a surprise. Like he's like I know you talked about it before, but he's terrible at subtlety. Um, like he could have just not mentioned how much lighter and thinner and everything Dernhelm is because like you didn't he didn't have to mention that if you wanted to be a surprise why did he keep mentioning stuff like that yeah it's whatever it's the kind of thing where honestly I don't think he could do it either way and I would be happy with it because (laughs) let's say that like 
he didn't do any of this foreshadowing, this very obvious foreshadowing, and then all of a sudden, oh, bam, it's AOM. I would be like, okay, but that's just a really random thing that you decided to throw in there. And Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it kind of, it's kind of, in my mind, I'm correlating this to why Riverdale is a bad show. (laughs) Is because what they do is they will have all of these dramatic twists that they Mm -hmm. just throw in, just to throw in. And it could have been good if they had done the planning up to that point to show the like pieces coming together that would then reveal and lead up to this this dramatic twist but they don't and that's why it's a terrible show <laughs> did how much of it did you watch i watched like a good portion of it and then okay. it got to a point where i was like i i can't do this anymore <laughs> this show is just too insane i dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano that means you haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. I couldn't even figure out what like time period they were in. Like sometimes I have cell phones, sometimes I don't, but everyone dresses like they're in like the fifties and it was like three episodes in and I'm like, oh wait, this is based on that comic. Like, oh, this is Archie and what's her face and you know, all these people. Yeah. Um I think it was once they Cole Sprouse Spruce's Sprouse's character. Cole Sprouse. What's yeah. his name? What's his Jughead. name? Jughead. Jughead. I was like, mm, that's a pretty uh, irregular name. So <laughs> I used to have Archie comics back when I was a kid. I was like, I think I know what that's from. And then it made sense, but it was yeah. still strange. Very strange. Yeah. And it sucks because the first season was really good. And then yeah, I think all I saw was the first season. I don't think they planned to be <laughs> renewed. And then they were. Mm. And they're like, oh, crap. We got to keep this train going. <laughs> Quick, let's, let's do another take- musical episode. <laughs> Despite the fact that none of these people are suited. I think that's when I stopped watching it is I watched they did um a musical episode for Carrie, which Carrie the musical is it's a more attainable show, like a lot of high schools do it. So it's okay. easier for non-musical theater people to do. And then they're like, "Okay, let's go with a similar vibe. Let's do another Let's do Heather's the Musical, which is an mm. insanely hard musical. And yeah. it was just, it was not good. <laughs> and I was like, that's that's when you've lost me. You've lost, you lost me. I don't remember any musical episodes. I remember Archie. They were in like, I want to say singing. like maybe season three, I think. Okay. I don't like it in shows where as soon as the person starts singing, it's like so like, has so many effects and you can tell it's pre-recorded like it's so obviously pre-recorded like in i felt like that show was like that it's like they're talking they're talking then they start singing you're like oh wow this was like recorded in a studio you know this would not sound like this whereas high school the musical the musical the series the musical the series the (laughs) musical whatever that that one is i watched that and i was like they did a good job wait i want to try and get it high school musical (laughs) the musical the series yes yes that one i thought they did a good job of like once they start singing it sounds like it they're actually singing there i don't know but that has always bothered me in movies and shows when they switch to someone singing and you're like oh this is like on a soundproofed studio you know with equalization and everything like that Just while we're on the topic of like musical shows, um, I highly recommend watching Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. 
It's a very oh, okay. good show. It's on Hulu. Is that the one with the girl from Suburgatory? No. Maybe. By your face. I know By who your you're face. talking about, but I never I never watched Suburgatory. I have to check this because there's a very good chance it could be because they do look alike. But it's about this girl who does she is getting this MRI and then like an earthquake happens and some something happens in the MRI machine that gives her this power where she is reading kind of like inadvertently reading people's minds and feelings. And the way that that happens is it's them singing a song. Mm, and okay. so it's kind of it's honestly a better version of Glee because okay. They're singing like pop songs and popular okay. music today as opposed to just like straight up musical theater. Um, yeah, she was in Suburgatory. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Since we're on the topic of musical TV shows, did you watch, <laughs> since we're talking about Tolkien and musical TV shows, did you watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I watched like the first couple episodes, but I couldn't, okay. I couldn't stick with it. Okay. That was a pretty good one. We watched for a while and they did a really good job. Good, though. Yeah, it was very musical-esque, I guess you'd say, where like it was all original songs that they were singing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was we enjoyed that for a while. So. It was definitely really funny. Um, yes, the, definitely. And I don't know, I just like couldn't stick with the premise of like, she is, she, I mean, I know it's called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but like <laughs> she followed, she stalked this guy and is obsessed with him and is like just totally losing it and yeah. I, I can't i can't stick with that i but then she meets hans from frozen that was the other thing for why yes. i stopped watching it is because <laughs> so santino fontana who is that actor he is a very i've seen him in like other stuff he was in like this web series he's a very like charming actor and mm-hmm. yeah. i love him he's great and as soon as I saw that he was in it, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to be her love interest. And I, like, looked it up on IMDb, and he was only on for, like, one season. And I was like, what? Uh, 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 oh, no. really? <laughs> yeah, I think, th- I think he... I don't oh. for, I don't think he was on the whole time or like he left earlier or some I don't know something happened where maybe I'm to be lied to me I don't know but something happened where I was like <laughs> well if he's not in this for the long haul then I don't want to get invested and then immediately just be sad and disappointed yeah so okay all right um but back to Anyways. Tolkien <laughs> <laughs> yeah just talking about musical episodes um as Mary is sleeping the uh, Elfhelm the Marshal is walking through, stumbling in the dark, and he's talking about he's like he's like oh these dang tree roots tripping over everything, and Mary goes I am not a tree root, sir, nor a bag, but a bruised hobbit, because <laughs> he's like just walking around in the dark like kicking everything, kicking and, stuff, yeah. And as, Mary's as like, you do. Hi, I'm down here. What's going on, please? Also, speaking of tree roots, where the hell are the ints? <laughs> they they did their part, and now they're they're just hanging out back in the woods. I was like, you've already done your thing at Isengard. That's already happened. We we need you. Where are you? Get back here. Well, think, wasn't it the only reason that they helped at Isengard was because. Saruman, Saruman was, like, had wronged was, them basically. Yeah, cut down all his friends and burned them. So I think his 
he was more just like against Saruman rather than the big the big uh, overall idea. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, he that they won sense. already. <laughs> but it also disappoints me. I'm like Treebeard. I expected yeah. better of you. Come on, man. <laughs> well, I think so he even either... talks about how they mm. like they have survived this long. They're going to survive whatever happens next, so they don't even have to get involved. I think it was their like original thought, wasn't it? And but then once he saw his, his friends chopped down, he changed his mind. I would say my there there are two ways now, which you you do not have to respond to this because you obviously already know what happens. But there are two ways I see this going, and one of them is that in typical Tolkien fashion, we we're just done and we just never see them again, <laughs> and he just never brings them up. <laughs> or two. They show up in, like, the very final battle or something at, I don't know, Mordor or whatever, you know, wherever. And they're like, bam, we're here. Hello, yeah, at the end, we're back. Okay, I'll give you a little spoiler. At the end, Doctor Strange opens the portal and the ants <laughs> come through. Captain Sam, can you hear me? On your left. Bombadil comes through. <laughs> uh, what was the, oh what was the horse's name? Bill the Pony? Bill oh, the but Pony someone in, someone in Discord um, shared this meme of like, <laughs> of, of like, do you guys ever wonder what Bill the Pony is doing? And I was like, I only ever always wonder what Bill the Pony is doing. Oh, it's um one of the new one of uh the newest patrons uh in person to join Discord. Mayor sent sent this meme, and it's like. It's Sam talking to the Bill of Pony, and it says, like, the uh, the mine is no place for a pony, even one so brave as Bill. Don't worry, Sam, he knows the way home. And then it cuts to Bill the Pony. He's photoshopped into Mordor, and it says, where the hell am I? <laughs> and then Mott's replied with, he said, I'm picturing this crossover being somewhat like the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode, where Jake and Amy have to watch Cheddar, and Cheddar gets away. Jake and Amy and everyone has to f- try and find him, and every now and then it cuts to Cheddar just being a dog. And <laughs> for those of you that don't watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, Cheddar is um, the main captain's corgi. Yes, and and it's just like he's just like on a walk, like in the park, and then it cuts back to everyone else, like quick, hang up Freaking posters, out. like do this, do that, and then Cheddar is just like, hey, you don't care. Oh my god, but yes. It, yeah, the portals open up and it's it's just even yeah. some of the Saxville Bagginses come in with pitchforks. Yes. Yeah, Lobelia comes in and she's like twirling her spoons like they're I don't know ninja stars or something. Yes, yes. This is yep. a great see the ideas that are shared on this podcast. It's better. It's better than anything Tolkien could have written. You yeah. know, we should make it like we're revised. Better. We're better than Tolkien. Yeah. Uh, we should make a remastered version. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> that would be so good. Um. Sadly, that's definitely not gonna happen. <laughs> anyway. Um. So Elfhelm tells Mary that. So he hears Mary has been hearing this drumming, and Elfhelm says, "You hear the woeses, the wild men of the woods. Thus they talk together from afar. They still haunt." Druidan forest, it is said, remnants of an older time they be, living few and secretly, wild and wary as the beasts. I was like, okay, that's a very 
weird thing to just all of a sudden insert, <laughs> but okay. Right. And then I was like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, come back. Like, tell me more about these <laughs> and why we're not utilizing them. And then it said, yeah. like, immediately after that, it was like, and we've, they've joined our side. And I was like, okay, good. Great. <laughs> good. We need, like, sure. every race or whatever on our mm-hmm. side at this point. Um, so <laughs> Mary gets up to go. I don't know if he was planning to go and specifically eavesdrop on everyone or if he was going to go and talk to Theoden, but he gets up and goes towards Theoden's tent and there is standing one of these so-called wild men and Mm -hmm. he's just like telling Theoden off about some things and is like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're going to do this. And I'm like, okay, dude, who do you think you are? (laughs) You've just showed up. In the middle, this is just, I think, the most random that Tolkien has ever been. Because this is the first time he's ever introduced these characters, these wild mm-hmm. men, whatever. Maybe there was some allusion to him, to them in, you know, a previous book or chapter or whatever yeah, that I missed maybe. or misinterpreted. But he brings them in for this chapter. And then at the end of this chapter they disappear and it literally says they were never seen again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually had made a note that I thought, and they talked about this in um, the spark notes analysis. um, But I had made a note that I felt like the woes were a lot like the Ents in that they don't, they're not like on a side. They are just looking out kind of for themselves in their own society. Mm-hmm. So right now they're being like pushed out of their homes because of all the orcs and whatever else they call them, Gorgon or whatever. And uh, I feel like they're like, okay, well, these people will help push the orcs away. So we'll just help them get the orcs gone and then we'll be back to normal. Kind of like how the ants were like, okay, well, we'll help you, you know, defeat this bad guy. But then we're going back to what we were doing just to preserve our own society. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's definitely a fair a fair comparison. Um, yeah, so this guy, which Mary notes, looks like a real-life version of the creepy Weeping Angels statues that they saw. Oh, okay. Um, I saw his two reference. Two chapters I like, ago. I feel like I should know what that is. Two chapters ago in the Muster of Rohan. Um, it was the statues of the Pukul Pokemon. I think is what... Yeah, the Pokemon, yeah. <laughs> Um, and he notes that like, oh, it looks like a real life version of that. It's like this, like, kind of creepier, more deformed version of a dwarf, I guess. Honestly, you know what? I'm kind of just imagining that it's a race of Danny DeVitos. (laughs) Yes, that would be perfect. (laughs) Because it's, let me, let me read this description and tell me that you're not imagining Danny DeVito. (laughs) He was short like, wait, wait, hang Before them on the ground sat a strange squat shape of a man, gnarled as an old stone, and the hairs of his scanty beard straggled on his lumpy chin-like dry moss. He was short-legged and fat-armed, thick and stumpy, and clad only with grass about his waist. So maybe not too much like Danny DeVito, <laughs> but like a little bit. Yeah, if a they needed bit. someone to play, uh, what's his name? Uh, gone Burragon. They could definitely get Danny DeVito in there for it. Yeah. yeah. I want to I want a version this better be in the movie where it's it's Danny DeVito and they've green screened him <laughs> like 5 billion times so that he's all of the wild men. And It'll the be wild an already mastered version. Like 
Yeah. I'll exactly. have my people contact his people. We'll get it. We'll okay, get it right. Good. Perfect. Yeah, we'll get right on that. Um, <laughs> well, also, because I know people are like revolting right now, essentially, because they're planning the live action Hercules and they didn't oh. reach mm-hmm. out to Danny DeVito to play <laughs> whichever. Uh, the trainer guy. Yeah. And I know I haven't. I've never watched Hercules. Sorry. Don't come for me. I don't really care. (laughs) What? What? It's not in my top Disney movies, but it's good. It's got good songs. Um. Yeah, I, like I know the song. I know the songs. I know the basic premise, given that it's you know Hercules, which I would say is a very famed story mm-hmm. of a half yeah. you know mortal, half god. I think we all know how that's gonna end. We know who Hades is. It's fine. Um, where was I? Yeah. So Danny DeVito is talking to Theoden and Aomer about <laughs> about how how they're gonna help them. And they're basically like, we're not going to fight because that's not what we do, but we will bring you news and we'll go and watch and see what's happening. We also are really good at knowing this land and this area, Mm. and we can get you through from here to there going as unnoticed as possible, essentially. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he says, wild men will show you the road. Then you will kill Gorgon and drive away bad dark with bright iron. And wild men can go back to sleep in the wild woods. So that's their game plan. And I'm like, great, Tolkien. Thanks for making this chapter, especially so that I know (laughs) how they got there. (laughs) So earlier, I felt like that uh, meme or gif of that lady uh, she's got like all the like the math symbols flying around her, you know. She's like trying to figure out yeah. where he's like, you have a score of scores counted ten times and five. Like what? Like what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's talking about how many people they have. A score of scores. So that's twenty of twenty counted ten times and five. So he's like telling them how many people Theoden has. Right. So then I did the math. Score of scores four hundred times. 10 and 5 is 6,000. In case you were wondering, 6,000. Okay. Men. Thank you for doing that math. <laughs> I was like, I need to figure this out. This is like some crazy, like, show your work type of situation here. And I need to yeah. get it all out. So I'm also trying to think. Because in the previous chapter, I think they mentioned that they are outnumbered 3 to 1. So okay. let's say... Oh, geez. This is why. So 6,000x equals... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to th- okay so let's say so if they're outnumbered three to one let's say that like theoretically let's say that uh Sauron's men were 9,000 that would mean that Go- uh, Gondor had 3,000 so if these people have 6,000 and they show up to help Gondor theoretically it should now be an even match oh yeah yeah because 6,000 and three I feel like but if Gondor <laughs> oh has 6,000 and that would mean the orcs have uh, 18,000. Man, let's just not worry about <laughs> math anymore. I'm the one who told you the wrong chapter. I was like, yeah, chapter six. <laughs> oh, my God. Sue, so, the uh, Theoden's like, great. That sounds like a great plan. Thank you for helping us. We will, re- re- if we live to see another day, we will reward you with treasure. And he says, dead men are not friends to living men and give them no gifts, said the wild man. Oh, wait. Oh, but it- oh, okay. Never mind. I see what he was saying. 
I thought he was saying that like, oh, well, the wild men were dead. So what what oh. good is gifts for us? And I was like, wait, so these I think he w- these guys are dead. <laughs> wait a I th- minute. I see what he, he's saying now that like, well, if you die, if you die, you're not going to be able to give us any gifts. But if you right. do live, if you live after the darkness, then leave wild men alone in the woods and do not hunt them like beasts anymore. So he's like. Hey, we if you live, we don't we don't need any gifts. Just leave us alone. Yeah. And that yeah. in itself will be a gift. Yeah, exactly. Don't hunt us anymore. Like who is hunting people? Like this is like a strange Apparently there dystopian are here, movie. Guess. Or maybe I don't know, maybe they just don't like anyone who isn't wild men because they've been you know what, I'm I'm not even gonna rationalize who these people are. Because they only exist for seven pages. Right, yeah. And then they disappear. Just what a... Uh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um, I wish that I wish that he would have called this chapter Stop and Smell the Woeses. I think that would have been boo. <laughs> Come on. That's so good. I stayed up boo. all night writing that. <laughs> um... Oh man! So after Pippin's done his eavesdropping, so they or they they plan to leave pretty soon, and so Pippin goes off to or oh my god, who are these people? Mary goes off <laughs> to try and like get some rest because he knows they're going to be called soon, and so sweet. So he's scared and he's worried, and it says, but he thought of Pippin and the flames and Minas Tirith and thrust down his own dread. And that's just Good so cute and sweet. And it's yeah. it's these thoughts of Pippin throughout this chapter that are like pushing him on to be like, I mean, Pippin's probably dead at this point. So I have to do this for him. Hey, MC, yeah. hang on. Hang on. Hey, Denver, recording. I'm recording right now. Five-year-olds. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> How are y'all doing during all of this, man? Uh, I'm doing okay. I was off for two weeks i was here at home all the time which was good it was nice um but it's just a lot you know for my wife to be home with the four kids mm-hmm. all the time um and then try and do school work with uh, i mean our daughter's in first grade so it's not a, like a ton of stuff um but mm-hmm. it's enough that like it takes up half the day because you can't just like a first grader you can't just like let them go to work you know i mean the teacher has like yeah. specific assignments and stuff like that um so you can't just like you have to like, like be with her while she's doing her work. So then you're just sitting there and like trying to help her through while there's three other kids, five and under, roaming around. So yeah, I'm back to work Man. now, um, which is yeah, it's it's good and bad. So yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. We're outside like a lot <laughs> when it's when it's warm good. enough. We're outside a lot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having like super inconsistent weather here where it'll be like mm-hmm. nice for two days and then all of a sudden it's like just kidding, it's raining and fifty degrees again. I was gonna say for the this next morning week. this morning we went and it was thirty five degrees outside. I was like, Oh, this oh is God. like the worst. Yeah, I saw yeah. people were posting that like in some places in the US it's snowing and people are like, oh, It's yes. May <laughs> <laughs> It's not supposed to do this. Oh man. Yeah, so these wild men crazy uh they all start going through this pass through this passage which is kind of covered and one of them comes back 
to report to Theoden about what is ahead and what they found. What they discover is that they found two dead people and two dead horses, which always, God bless Tolkien, he he has to make sure to mention that the horses were also dead. Right. I'm surprised he didn't mention them first. Like, they, were, they found two dead horses and some, some people. Oh, and also there were some decapitated guys. <laughs> There's this sound that people have been using on TikTok, and it's like a really long pause, and then it's, I don't even know what it's from, but it just says, Whose horse is that? Yes. And yes. I really want to use it in some context related to like Tolkien writing Lord of the Rings. And he he's thinking that his readers years from now are going to be reading this book and be like, wait, but whose horse is that? <laughs> yeah. Whose horse is that? I need to know. <laughs> I, I just saw the one uh, um, me running or me going back to the gym after quarantine and like people like looking at them saying, whose horse is that? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a funny random sound and it's yes. so oh it's so funny um so uh they report back that one of the dead people they found was the messenger that mm-hmm. gondor had originally sent that they uh received the mess the red arrow from a couple days ago and they are able to piece together that what happened is on their way back to Gondor, they saw that Gondor was already under attack and they were going to be unable to make it into the city. So they turned around to try and make it back to safety. And that's when they were killed. And they Theoden realizes that Gondor is probably freaking out right now <laughs> because they don't realize that Rohan is on the way, which makes for a fun reveal at the end of the previous chapter. Yes. I feel like Theoden has to know how much of a drama queen that Denethor is. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, shoot. Denethor has got to be going crazy right now. And last chapter, yes, you saw him yeah. going crazy. He's like, Rohan's not coming. He loses his mind. It, oh, it my God. Crazy. My guests for that chapter, Haley and I, were just like making so much fun of Denethor. <laughs> and just being like, because he... <laughs> He's like, oh, alas, my son, my only son is now dead. Yes. And, and Faramir's like, I'm over here. I'm, I'm still alive, I'm not, please. I'm not dead. Please and Denethor's like, me. oh, my two dead sons, I guess it's time to be burned alive. And Pippin's like, don't do that. Yeah, he even like talks about like my family line has ended, so I'm gonna kill myself. Like, I, like that. I don't know what his thoughts are. He here. He loses but, it. He loses yeah. it. Absolutely I can't imagine what it was it. like when he lost Boromir. Oh my god! If he was this he's... upset when he when he lost a son, I he didn't even love. Well, that's the other thing about it is he like straight up says to Faramir, "I wish you had died instead." And then when he's dying, he's like, "Oh yes. no!" Yeah, I know. Uh, I just watched the movie recently, Return of the King. And that was one thing that they got like spot on. Denethor is like way over the top in the movie, and they like they nailed it. So you'll appreciate <laughs> yeah, that once you get to that in four to three, he's four so to five dramatic. years. Yeah, yes. Theoden says, "Alas, then Denethor has heard no news of our writing and will despair of our coming. Need brooks no delay. Yet late is better than never," said Aomer. So basically, well, <laughs> better, better late, than, late never. than never. Let's get going. <laughs> Um, I like how they reference that same exact comment later uh, when they see do they? when they see Minas when they actually like see Minas Tirith, uh, they're like, "Oh, late is not better than never." 
because it's like in <laughs> such like, shambles. They're like, ooh, yikes. Yikes. Um, they're, yeah, I just thought they're that was all, funny. They're probably all dead by now. That That's our, yeah. that's RB. That's RB. <laughs> um, after the wild met gone, bury gone, his name, whatever. After Danny DeVito comes back with the word that this messenger had died, he says, basically, he's like, hey, let's not worry. He says, wind is changing, he cried. And with that, in a twinkling, as it seemed, he and his fellows had vanished into the glooms, never to be seen by any rider of Rohan again. And that, my friends, is the beginning and the end of by far the most convenient random <laughs> race of people to bring into Lord of the Rings. Yeah. The uh, It was <laughs> it was interesting cuz they could have just had I mean they talk about scouts that they're sending ahead. You would think that like scouts would be able to find this road as well, but it was, it was that well hidden I guess that only the people of the mountain could find it. But Yeah. These random people, whatever. Where else? So as they keep moving forward, they come out of this pass and are able now to look onto this battle and 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 the scene of what's before them. And that's when they're like, oh, crap. <laughs> Theoden says, now is the hour come. Riders of the Mark, sons of Aeor. Aeor- I never can say that right. Aeorl. <laughs> My name is Aeorl. Aeorl. That was a show, wasn't it? With Jamie Lee Presley. My name is Errol. <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? Is that this show? Oh, my God. <laughs> Foes and fire are before you and your homes far behind. Yet, though you fight upon an alien field, the glory that you reap there shall be your own forever. Oaths ye have taken. Now fulfill them all to lord and land and league of friendship. And that's that's their... They're rallying cry essentially. Mm-hmm. And they they march, they move forward. And this is when Mary, once again, with this parallel kind of with uh, Mary and Pippin, of the, both of them being like, I'm useless in battle. <laughs> it's like, I should have listened. Why am he I here? He felt now bitterly the truth of the old king's words. <laughs> in such a battle, what would you do, Mariadoc? Just this, he thought, encumber a rider and hope at best to stay in my seat and not be pounded to be- death by galloping hoofs. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's like, he's I'm finally realizing. To see yes. Theoden mm. maybe had a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he and Pippin are useless. What a surprise. The Ringwraiths and the Morgul King, the Black Captain, as he's also mm-hmm. called, they have been moving forward so um, forcefully towards Minas Tirith that they are neglecting to kind of turn around and look behind them, which is what is giving uh, the Rohirrim their advantage here, is that they're able to come by and come up behind them, essentially, and and surprise them and come in with a nice dramatic entrance uh, sans portals, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> Is this... Did but, they call him the Witch King in the previous chapter, or is they, that so? That's what's so funny is that he has been called five billion <laughs> names, and right. everyone seems to know him as the Witch King. And I okay. don't think he has yet been called the Witch King in the book. Okay. So I guess that's that's probably a mo- maybe a movie thing that maybe has been made more famous. Yeah. Uh, or made made that title more famous. But it's just so funny because he has like five billion names. Yeah. It's like the Morgul was... King, the Lord mm. of the Nazgul, the Nazgul yes. King. 
I I don't know if you had found this out already. I but um did you know that he's the one that stabbed Frodo? Um I did not make that connection. I was going to I was about to say I didn't make that connection until the last chapter, but okay. it wasn't me who made the connection. My guest okay. Haley told me that and okay. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yes. I was like, no I way. When I, when I found that out, I was like, oh, well, back then when he stabbed Frodo, they didn't make any special mention of him specifically. It was just like all the black riders in one stab, yeah. I felt like. And now we yeah, found out he's some big, too. some higher up. or a big hot the, shot. I don't yeah. know. He, he came back and he was like, maybe they promoted him after that. They're like, <laughs> hey, he you stabbed-, stabbed the Hobbit. So you get to be the king now, I guess is how that oligarchy works. I don't know. Yes. Or monarchy. Who knows? As they approach battle, they feel this kind everyone kind of feels the the heaviness of the mm-hmm. area. And Mary notes in particular about I think it's Theoden. Where is it? Yeah, Theoden. He seemed to shrink down, cowed by age. Mary himself felt as if a great weight of horror and doubt had settled on him. His heart beat slowly. Time seemed poised in uncertainty. They were too late. Too late was worse than never. Perhaps Theoden would quail, bow his old head, turn, slink away to hide in the hills. And yeah, this is the moment where they were they felt pretty certain that this is this is the end. There's nothing else yep. they can do. Everyone's dead. And this is when they they see a flash of lightning that happened that we also saw happen in the previous chapter from the the Gondor perspective of this battle. And Theoden gets this, like, other wind of, I don't know, hope or or motivation as the sun starts to rise, essentially. And he, so this part is, it's italicized and it's formatted as if it's a song or a chant of some kind, but it doesn't rhyme at all. (laughs) And I was like, why would you not just... It says, arise, arise, riders of Theoden, fell deeds awake, fire and slaughter. Spear shall be shaken, shield be splintered, a sword day, a red day, ere the sun rises, ride now, ride now, ride to Gondor. And I'm like, why not just put that as a... And then Theoden cried, arise, arise, riders of Theoden, like... Tolkien just has to be dramatic, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's... Uh, you had talked before about the other rally cry. I think this is more of like he was depressed and then he like gets his juice back. He's like, okay, I got to pump up the troops. And then he gives this this big uh, speech before they yeah. ride into battle. Yeah, to kind of instill uh, another wind of motivation for them. Yes, yep. And to show everybody else that he is not... Like, he is optimistic. Right, yeah. Whereas they just saw him, like, slumped over and depressed, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden Being he's like, like oh, we can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We've got to do it. There's nothing else to do except die, so let's try something <laughs> first before we all I know die. There's only, I know there's only a score of score counted ten times five of us, but we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we can take them. Let's go, team. And this is... I just thought this was like really interesting and cool um, the way that this chapter ends. So the first three chapters of this book all end horribly depressing and despairing. Mm-hmm. They end with like, and so like, the, and but dawn is not going to ever come again. And then the <laughs> next chapter ends with the dead followed them. And then the next chapter is like, is like the they rode on to again. their deaths. <laughs> and then 
it kind of makes a transition in the previous chapter because it ends with what you think is going to be like Gandalf getting mowed down by the Witch mm-hmm. King. Right. And it's a very like despairing moment of like, oh, there is nothing like what's going going to happen. Nothing good is going to come from this because no one is here to save them. But aha, what's that off in the distance? It's Rohan. And it ends mm-hmm. with like a cliffhanger. And then now it's transitioned to a very hopeful, optimistic tone. It says, For morning came, morning and a wind from the sea, and darkness was removed, and the hosts of Mordor wailed, and terror took them, and they fled and died, and the hoofs of wrath rode over them. And then all the hosts of Rohan burst into song, and they sang as they slew, for the joy of the battle was on them, and the sound of their singing that was fair and terrible came even to the city. They sang as they slew. It's like, yeah. I like. I'm picturing like Snow White whistle while you work, but like soldiers like singing while they're just like decapitating people and stuff like that. This would be a very just sing while you slaughter, <laughs> and then they just like cut off yes. cut off an orc's head. That'll be, that'll be a great. That could be a musical number in our remastered version. Yes, perfect, perfect <laughs> with Danny DeVito. Yes. And and Portal and and Doctor Strange. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> I think that sounds like a fine adaptation of the greatest work of fantasy. So two things about this part. One, yes. I guess this is like Tolkien's way to like win a battle. Because I felt like this exact thing happened at Helm's Deep. Um, but instead of Gandalf, mm-hmm. this time it's Theoden. Um, which is fine. Yeah. Um and the other thing was he talks about so Theoden's horse is Snowmane. So I was like, oh, that's probably a white horse, Snowmane. Um, and Shadowfax mm-hmm. we know is a white horse. So I'm like, are white horses faster than like regular horses? <laughs> so I like Googled us like white horses. Um, turns out they're not faster. They're just more rare. Um, <laughs> except in Minecraft, apparently. Something about white horses in Minecraft. I don't know. Um, I was going to say in... Um- Zelda Breath of the Wild, there's one white, like pure white horse that is like, I, I guess the shadow facts essentially okay. of yeah. the of the Zelda universe, at least. And it's like a very coveted thing. And once you once you're able to like get him, he's a really like fast mm. horse for you to yeah. use. So. But one thing I I did come across that I thought was interesting was how much uh, white horses are used in like. Um, like saviors of the end times like in christianity especially that's one i think of right away is like you think of the savior coming back on a white horse i'm like oh that kind of makes sense gandalf is kind of like a savior figure and then theoden especially in this chapter is you know coming down to help them Mm -hmm. defeat the orcs on his white horse it is very savior-esque so i thought that was pretty interesting to think about um people coming on a white horse yeah, it's also just the the visual, I think, of mm-hmm. since we know that Sauron's army is like is always associated with darkness. Mm-hmm. It's this imagery of like and then here comes this like flash of light charging right. towards them. Um, and in Gandalf's when it's talking, when it's referring to Gandalf like that, obviously we know that he's using magic, but mm-hmm. there's also the the white horse. Yeah. Also, I did not know that Shadowfax was white. I thought he was black, given that oh, his really? name is Shadowfax. <laughs> mm. Sometimes I have a hard time separating the movies and the books. 
So maybe they didn't mention that in the book. Well, but... I don't. I was gonna say I don't think they've ever referred to like what color he is or anything. Mm. Um, but I did think it was interesting how the naming of um, Theoden's horse and Gandalf's horse are kind of contrasting because it's Shadowfax and Snowmane. Yes. And Shadow is black and Snow is white. And I don't know, just kind of, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that like they have to see this is what Tolkien, this is what Tolkien wanted by giving all these horses names is for us to talk about <laughs> the colors. We're do, we're giving in to exactly what he thought we would, his readers would be doing. We can't give him that, that satisfaction. <laughs> Okay, okay. Maybe I was, maybe um, Shadowfax's coat is described as silvery gray in daylight and hardly visible at night. So I guess he's not a white, white horse. So Shadowfax is just whatever he wants to be, I guess. Yes. (laughs) At any given point. Yeah. Well, that was a short chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Now we can get to the battle. I feel mm-hmm. like that's also why Tolkien made it short. Is he's like, surely people are gonna want to get to, you know, get through this right. to get to the the big battle. They're, you know, the last chapter ended on such a cliffhanger, and and people are gonna be eager to to see what happens next. Which I am indeed. Although I have a feeling I already know what <laughs> happens. I'll start. <laughs> I'll start practicing my best gas surprise face. Yes, <gasps> <laughs> and then. Durnhelm took his helmet off and beautiful hair flowed down. I am no man. I am Famulan. <laughs> um, also, the next couple chapters, I think, are also really short, um, which I was surprised because, yeah, the Battle of Pelennor Fields is like 10 pages less than. Yeah. It's like exactly 10 pages the Pyre of Denethor is less than 10 pages. Well, I feel like a lot of the Battle of Pelennor fields happened at the end of this. Like, I mean... It's, like, already happened. Right. They, he, like, came down and they basically said that they were, like, singing as they slew all the orcs. So it seems like they're pretty much winning that battle. So. Yeah. So, yeah, all of the... Just, like, an initial flipping through. There's only, like, 50 pages left in book five. Yeah. And then we get to book six... Where it's... Oh, well, I guess I have the appendix in here. Yeah, you gotta read the appendix. Yeah, of course. I'll have an episode for each of the appendices. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, the appe- I was the appendix are easily half of book six. Like, it, it takes... Oh, my God. Appendix A is absurdly long. There we go. So, my version starts on page 877. So book five, to put it in perspective, book five is less than oh, yeah. 100 pages. Book six is like 200 pages. And then the okay. appendix is... The appendix is... Lo- all of the appendices and the glossary and the index and everything is longer than book five. <laughs> That's good. Good, good job, reference. Tolkien. Anyway. Yeah, good, good job, Tolkien. Ryan, where yes. can people find you on the internet? Well, I have a podcast of my own called Sorta Star Wars Podcast, which is sorta about Star Wars and sorta about everything else. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sorta Star Wars. That's S O R T A Star Wars. And what is something that you would recommend to people right now that you are enjoying? Okay, so we talked about TikTok earlier. So I got TikTok a couple months ago. <laughs> and I would recommend 
a certain user on TikTok. She does some Lord of the Rings TikToks with some other stuff. Her name is McQuatsup, I think. McQuatsup. <laughs> and she, she's kind of famous, uh, but uh, she's got some good Lord of the Rings TikToks on there. So if you like Lord of the Rings and TikTok, go check it out. McQuatsup. McQuats up. That's great. That was the note I had to leave to write down. I was like, oh, I didn't write down her username. I got to write it down. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I regret there's there is one TikTok that I really regret making because it's like people are commenting endlessly in it. And I'm like, I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And... <laughs> It uses this, so here's the audio. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, and I don't care. So that's the audio, and I did it with, like, when I call Lord of the Rings a series or a trilogy, I always get some comment that's like, (laughs) it's actually one book. Tolkien read it as one book. Right. And I'm like, I... I know that, but I don't care because in in the modern day sense of like what a book is, Return of the King is a book. I'm so, technically it's two books, you know. Right. So exactly. uh, you know whatever. And so I made that, and that there are all these people commenting in it about like who even calls it one book? Obviously, it's three books. So now there are people arguing with me about how it's not one book, and I'm like I. I can't win. I can't in I I can't do this anymore. Yep. yep. <laughs> that's the internet for you. Anyhow. That's the internet, that's for sure. <sighs> all right. Um I'm trying to think if I asked you all the things I was supposed to ask you for the end. I think I did. Yes, I did. Okay. I need to give my final thought. I wrote down a final thought here. Okay, what's a final thought? You can't spell slaughter without laughter. <laughs> I mean <laughs> true. I just thought of that because it's at the it's at the end of the chapter. He talks about uh, when in his Theoden speech he uses the word slaughter, and I was like, oh yeah, laughter is right in the word there. So um, there was a girl who I played lacrosse with in like sixth or seventh grade, and she uh, her last name was Slaughter, and uh-huh. everyone was just like, what a great what a great last name. <laughs> I hope she's doing, like, roller derby right now, because that, (laughs) like, what a great last name to have for it. Oh, that was something that I saw. Oh, I'm trying to, oh, I can't remember it. There was something I saw on TikTok where someone, they were like, if you like this Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, your roller derby name should be, oh, no, I can't remember it. Someone did, like, a play on Andrew Lloyd Webber. Weber for a roller derby name and it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard and I was like well now I have to do roller derby just so I can have that name it was too good it was too good anyway okay that's what I'm talking about as a proud member of WBNE you can learn more about that by going to WBNE.org where you can find all of our wonderful shows such as Hello from Elsewhere, which, by the way, Valerie will be on next week. But you don't have to wait until next week to hear their voices because you're going to hear them now. Hello from Elsewhere. That's the name of our podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Valerie. On our podcast, we dive deep into the characters and themes behind your favorite movies and books, all through a positive lens. We explore all your biggest pop culture questions, both thoughtful and silly, like what is the symbolism of magical portals in fantasy stories? What would happen if Princess Anna went on 
on a date with Kermit the Frog? And what does the name Kylo Ren mean anyway? Hint, it has something to do with flowers. Isn't that so cute? If it's pop culture, we're interested in exploring the meaning behind it. So come journey through elsewhere with us, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, did you know someone once used the word jovial to describe hello from elsewhere? Did you know someone once described our podcast as better than a Wookiee hug? That is literally the nicest thing anyone has ever said. The cover is by Graphite, aka Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TolkienAboutPod, as well as join the Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsApp and Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. You can become a patron and get access to cool stuff and extra content. And this week's sponsor is a new sponsor. It's Clark. Clark is a new member of the Talking About, I hate saying fans, community. <laughs> thank you, Clark, for, for joining this community. And thank you for supporting the show. I appreciate it. You can also support the show now by getting a super shout out. What's a super shout out, you say? Well, it's a one-time payment for a message that I will say on the show. And we have options available for individuals and small businesses. So let's say that you are a person who wants to recite the Canterbury Tales prologue in the original Old English, which I do know, by the way. So you can do that. Win that tarpa with a short assault to the droot of March hath pierced it to the rota. That's right, Miss Brown. It came in handy. My 12th grade English teacher. She said one day it would come in handy. And it's going to come in handy when someone sends a super shout out and wants me to do the Canterbury Tales prologue in Old English. Let's say you're a small business who has stickers and you want to tell people about those amazing stickers so that people can stick them all over the place. You can do that with a super shout out. So go to WBNE.org and click on the link in the top right to get your super shout out today. And this is when future Mary Clay is going to have to jump in with the discussion question stuff, because not only did I not gather answers for a past discussion question, but I also have not come up with a discussion question to go along with this episode. Ryan, do you have any ideas for one? Um, nope. <laughs> Great. All right. All right. Mary, future Mary Clay is just going to come in Sorry. here and she's going to tell you what's up. I, I'm the one who's supposed to come up with it. So don't worry about it. Oh, my gosh. I was like, like, literally, I was lying in bed last night, Um, which, by the way, I went to bed at 930 because our Wi-Fi went out. <laughs> I That's was like, good. what am I doing? Oh, it was great. Um, Except for I woke up like 20 times. I don't know why. But I I do remember at one point I was falling asleep and then I was like, I didn't come up with a discussion question. (laughs) And then this morning, I've just been like racking my brain to be like, what's a good question to go along with this one? Because I don't know. If I think of one, Um, I'll let you know. Sounds good. (laughs) If I think of one, I'll let you know right now. And... It's me again, future Mary Clay. And despite the fact that this episode was recorded two weeks ago, I still have not thought of a discussion question. So first, I'm going to read out the answers for the discussion question a couple weeks ago, which was, what are you eating? (laughs) I believe this was inspired by Mary was feeling sad and he went to go eat his feelings away. So I want to know, what are you using to eat your feelings away? Meredith Miller said raw cookie dough. Girl, I can respect that. Becca, my homegirl Becca, says Cool Ranch Doritos dipped in queso. 
if that's not the best thing I've ever heard of. And then another dip, Allie's has Funfetti Dip. What is that? Is that, I'm confused by what Funfetti Dip is. I should have replied to that and said, what is this? Because Funfetti is like a cake or a frosting, but you said dip, which implies to me like French onion dip or something, you know. What is Funfetti Dip? Anyway, so that was the answer to a couple weeks ago. At this point, it feels like five billion months ago discussion question. And this week's discussion question that I have thought of since I started talking about last time's discussion question is, I don't know, you know what? Tell me what you're reading. What are you reading? How about that? Obviously, I'm reading Return of the King. I'm also reading The Witcher. I think it's The Last Wish, which ironically is introducing The Witcher. Um, And I wouldn't say it's like amazing or anything, but I'm definitely enjoying it. It's like a nice... Surprisingly, it's a nice, like, casual fantasy read. You open it up, you read a little tale about Geralt, and then toss a coin to your Witcher and bada boom, you read a thing. So tell me what you're reading. Okay. That, I think, brings us to the end of this episode. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Uh, Ride on to Gondor. Ride on to Gondor. But also (laughs) be socially distant while you ride to Gondor. And that's what I'm talking about. Oh my god, all right, I'm ending this now. Go back to past Mary Clay, who probably doesn't know what she's talking about because future Mary Clay doesn't know what she's talking about either. Remember when I put a thing in at the end of last week's episode and I said, hey, I'm losing my mind. Come back next week to keep hearing me lose my... Here we are. I'm losing it. And I've already recorded at this point the episode with Valerie that will come out next week. And I can tell you for sure that I definitely lose my mind. I keep the hits coming. All right, goodbye.